Hey, brewery fans. Welcome back to another episode of Brew Daddies. Today, we're going to be talking about our recent visit to Weradaka Brewery in northern Montgomery County, Maryland. It is Montgomery County's premier farm brewery. One of my premier breweries as well. They use local ingredients in their beer, um, as a good farm brewery should. All of their beers, all of their beers include something that's grown or produced on their farm. And the farm itself has been in the same family for more than 60 years. Yeah, in addition to using local produce and local goods, um, they're also very environmentally aware. And a lot of the farm is is based on being as close to zero waste as possible. You know, when they built it, they reused a lot of the existing buildings so as not to disturb the land. They're spent grain. They give to other local farmers for feed or mix it in with manure for composting. They use reclaimed and recycled products for the whole build-out. And their best brewing practices include, you know, releasing as little CO2 as possible, as well as using as little water as possible. In the future, they're going to get solar panels. You know, most of the stuff they use is organic. And they're going to have a canning line eventually. Oh, they already have some canning. Yes, they do. It is called a crowler. It is a 32-ounce can of beer that you buy in packs of three. And they fill them at the bar. So they're not pre-canned, and then they just pull them out when you order them. When you order a three-pack, they fill each can at the bar and can it right there. Yep. Crowler, growler, get it? Can. Get it? Can, growler, can, growler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. That's very clever of you. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't the one who came up with the name, so yeah. But... But they sell them in, like I said, sell them in packs of three. So you can essentially take home, you know, two 16 ounce glasses, two full pints of three different kinds of their beer. And we did each. And man, I'm loving it. Loving it. I wish all of the breweries that I love to go to would do this because it's so convenient. It is. And it keeps the beer so fresh. So fresh. And it's not, it's not like a growler. Like the thing about a growler is... When I, I have to finish, you have to finish a growler like soon after you get it back from the brewery. Yeah. And, you know, and then once you open it, you got to finish it pretty quick. Yeah. Otherwise but, it's going to go flat. Yeah. These cans, like, ooh, I like them. I like the growler. So do I. It's such a great idea. And I don't know why more places don't do it, but it's, it's, it's really great. It really sets them apart. So right now we are going to hear from Keith Kaur, who is owner and head brewer at Weradaka. Take it away, Keith. Yeah, so my name is uh, Keith Kaur. Um, I'm head brewer and co-owner at Weradaka Brewing. Uh, Weradaka stands for Washington Recreational Day Camp. It's the first two letters of Washington Recreational Day Camp. It started on a farm off of Old Georgetown Road in 1932. Um, They sold that property in the late 40s and bought this property in the early 50s, and it's been here ever since. Uh, it was an overnight camp from the 30s all the way to the late 80s. So that's what the, the, the Wardaka Recreational Day Camp. So, you know, in the late 80s, they kind of phased out the overnight camp. I think insurance, you know, having a couple hundred kids on your farm for two or three weeks at a time, I think that got pretty heavy from an insurance standpoint. So they kind of phased out the overnight camp and started, you know, always had horses on the farm and went kind of all in with the horses. So it's been a full functioning equestrian center, you know, 
as like from the 70s on and to, through to today you know we have a horse event on the farm today and then the brewery started in december of 2015 uh, the whole farm is in ag preservation so um, the maryland farm brewery law had to be written you know had to be in existence for us to put um, the brewery in a ag preservation ag preserve spot so um, yeah it's kind of you know we've been two and a half years and um, you know with that long history of the farm there's tons of alumni so every weekend we have people coming in and say I went to camp here why didn't this exist whenever I was bringing my kids to camp here you know so it's a we have a very broad built-in alumni scene and that's that's great and they're very supportive <laughs> but now you know now we have we have we have about 80 horses on the property um, they kind of they kind of belong to three different groups, but some of those groups are privately, um, you know, privately stabled and private, you know, privately boarded here. Those boarders have been very ecstatic about the the addition of the of the of the brewery for sure. Some of them are some of our more regular customers for sure. So my you know my brewing style and philosophy um, is influenced from a lot of things. You know, I obviously fell in love with craft during the boom, and so you know I'm influenced by you know I do kind of play the hits and I like you know new england double ipas and you know i like like i like tart sour beer you know i like assertive flavor me and my wife were actually lucky enough lucky enough to visit belgium though for about a week and you know i think if next to the kind of all-american craft side influence is definitely the um the belgian way of brewing you know much more of a artistic view than kind of a you know basically the anti-german you know what i mean the the kind of very artistic very you know the the beer has a mind of its own and you know it's a living living thing kind of kind of philosophy um and then of course i got my kind of cut my chops at, at flying dog so um you know i have a that part of me lives as well as far as you know really efficient you know production and being able to replicate beer and you know um making you know very bold beers those are those are also kind of rooted in me as well you know, we are Maryland's, uh, or Montgomery County's first farm brewery. In Maryland, what that means to be a farm brewery, it's a different license than, say, a Flying Dog or, a, you know, um, you know, another, a different production brewery. Um, the farm brewery requires that we use some ingredients from the farm in all the batches. Um, for us, we have 200 Cascade uh, hot plants on the other side of the building. We have, that we use, we focus a lot of those in... Um, a harvest you know kind of a wet hot beer that we make um, at the end of August early September we also have we're going on six hives of honeybees and those honeybees overnight overwintered and we're really hoping to get our highest yield of honey out of those this year you know that's a small portion whatever we don't get here we're using from other we're actually using a, a honey um, you know honey supplier just right up the street so it's very hyper local honey um, and then we grow herbs so herbs are a nice way to add a lot of flavor without adding a lot of you know infrastructure labor things like that you can grow a bush of thai basil for instance that we put in our belgian wit and that that bush of thai basil can make a lot of flavor so we're using thai basil lemongrass uh, lemon verbena is featured in our number one selling beer um, beecher ipa so it's kind of like a centennial based ipa that we then finish with lemon verbena so um it's been nice to get creative with ingredients um, that while we're not going to ever grow grain on the farm, we are going to kind of try to try to stick with what we can produce. Naming, man. Um, the names all are tied to the farm in some way, either to horses that have lived on the farm or um, different farm features. You know, our little dam is, is you know, we have three kind of lakes on the, on the farm and the little dam and the big dam. The little dam is the one in between the two smaller lakes. Um, you know, they all, our Saison is named Bunkhouse because when it was an overnight camp, there were 
you know, uh, bunkhouses dotted all over the property. Um, so because the history, ha- the farm has such a long history, that allows a lot of naming possibilities. Uh, believe me, uh, those borders I spoke about, um, they all want to be named after their horse. So, so we have a lot of, um, uh, you know, as many horses live on the farm, we have just as many as many dogs. So we could come out with a horse series and a dog series and, and be going for, for a while. <laughs> um, we just purchased a 30 barrel fooder. A fooder is a, I guess it's a French word, but it's basically a big oak tank. Um, it's the biggest tank in the building that we have in there. Um, that'll be designed to, to make sour beer. That's very, you know, very Belgian, very, um, you know, allowing the wood to age on bacteria, get some micro um, oxygen kind of exposure to the to the liquid. That all helps the souring process. So um, there's not, you know, there's a few in D.C. Right Proper has some fooders in D.C., but I would I would definitely say that that's a pretty unique um, piece of equipment that we have right now. I'm sure that many are coming. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Thank you, Keith. Uh, Thank you for everything. Thank you for being so kind and so generous while we were there. It was great to meet you. It was great to uh, see everything, the facilities, the brewing facilities. Gorgeous brewing facility. Man, that place is beautiful. We haven't talked about the tap room yet, have we? No, we haven't. It's a gorgeous tap room. It is a gorgeous farm brew house and tap room. It's cozy. Very cozy. It's small. It's a small brewery, and their tap room is small. Um, Which I think is part of what makes it cozy. Very cozy. Couches and chairs, but handmade tables and uh, benches. Lots of glass, too, so you can see the outside and the Big windows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I think is really spectacular about the area and the space is essentially their beer yard, is what I'll call it. Picnic tables across the lawn. Some tires that they embedded in the ground for kids to play on. All of this overlooking the the small lakes that they have on the farm. And because it is an equestrian farm, they often have equestrian events, horse jumping and things like that. And all of the all of that lawn area sort of overlooks that so it's just beautiful scenery horses and lakes and farm so really kid friendly i mean this is a great place to take like the family or a great place to take a date on a beautiful afternoon in the spring or summertime that's a great place to just go on your own as well i mean just take your computer or tablet go hang out you're a lonely lonely man (laughs) go hang out well no i mean there's times you got to go out you got to do some work but to do it in such a lovely place with such great beer oh yeah it's just i mean you spend the whole day out there yeah it really is gorgeous and and beautiful to hang out when the weather's really nice you can bring a picnic if you'd like they do have some food on site as well it's mostly snacky food though or maybe a little more substantial than snacky. It's hummus and chips, or I should say crackers, cheese and crackers, or they have these meat stick kind of thingamajigger, whatever they are, and meat. crackers. Meat. Yeah. Yeah, dead animal they and do, crackers. They do some charcuterie stuff, kind of stuff, for those of us who eat charcuterie. For those highfalutin people who know big words. <laughs> But we didn't try any of the food, but everybody was eating all around us. Yeah, in fact, they were out of certain type, certain types yeah, yeah. because there were so many people there. So one thing to remember, though, is that it is a farm. It is in 
farm country. There's not a lot of food around there, so it's not like you can pop out and get something. And it's not like they get food trucks because it's just too right. far out. Right. So bring a picnic, or if you're just going to be there for a little while and you want to support the place, you know, they do have a good variety of snack food. Is it beer time? Is it beer time? It's beer, it time. beer time. Woohoo. All right. Great beers. Yes. Really, really great beers. And, you know, I think what sets them apart is that one, they brew very true to style. You know, their wits taste like wits. Their their saisons are classic saisons, all of that. Plus, they have the whole farm fresh component. Their hops are grown right there, or at least most of them are grown right there. The other hops they buy locally or organic. Their grain is local. All their fruit that they use in their beers is fresh and it's local. They don't buy any purees or canned or anything like that. They buy fresh fruit. They puree it right there and throw it right in the beer. So it's just, you get this amazingly fresh, crisp, true to style beers. Well, for example, they have a honey wheat that it is has beautiful high notes of honey, just a wonderful honey aroma, and all of the honey that's used to make that comes comes from either the farm or from farms and beekeepers in the within a few miles. So it's local, hyper local honey in their honey wheat. Yeah, their Beecher IPA uses some uh, lemon lemon verbena that they grow right on the farm. Verbena, verbena, excuse me. You say verbena, I say verbena. You're wrong. <laughs> it's pronounced verbena. <laughs> You're always correcting me. I love correcting you, Adam. <sighs> I've noticed. I don't correct you about the beer, though. Yes, you do. Uh, do I? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, do. I say you're wrong all the time. <laughs> you admitted it on live radio. Uh, it's not radio and it's not live. You admitted it on a tape podcast. I could edit all of this out. <laughs> You could. My favorite was their, my favorite is, I should say, my favorite is their white flag wit, which I think is as exemplary of a perfect wit beer as any I've had from a brewery in the tri-state area. I totally agree. I mean, we, we've talked about certain styles before, how they can be a little boring and just not very exciting. I think wit Jet tends to fall in that category, at least the ones I've tried. But this one is just so crisp and clean and tasty that it was so enjoyable. Oh, I completely agree. Completely agree. I mean, we drank a Crowler's worth just preparing for this podcast. So we're having to slow down the drinking. Well, I'm slowing down the drinking. You're doing curls over there. <laughs> hey, if I had another Crowler of it, it would be gone already. Didn't you drink a Crowler last night? Maybe. Of the wit? Maybe. I think you did. I might have. I really enjoyed the, the wit beer as well. And I love that wheat beer that you talked about. The, the honey, honey wheat? wheat? Yeah. Yeah. I just, those honey notes were just, ah, honey notes and the honey aroma just really came through so nicely in that beer. Their Beecher IPA, another like really true to style, well executed you know, near-perfect IPA. Yes, not too bitter, not too flowery or perfumey, just 
a really good, clean, right on the mark style IPA. Right. And then, you know, I started off the day with a Reveille Stout, which is a coffee stout that surprised me, frankly. It was, I would, it, the word I'll use is crisp, which is unexpected to say about a stout. Yeah. You know, it was, it was definitely full bodied. It definitely had a, a really nice coffee flavor to it, but it wasn't syrupy. It wasn't syrupy. It wasn't, you know, it didn't have that sort of thickness um, uh, in the mouthfeel, which was exactly what I was looking for when I ordered it because I was kind of having a coffee stout because it felt like morning, even though it was afternoon. Yeah, I, I totally agree again. I mean, I'm not a coffee person at all, but I still love this beer because the coffee wasn't overpowering. It was just perfectly balanced with the rest of the stout flavors. So all in all, I mean, we had a great time at Weridaka. We wanted to stay. We didn't want to leave when it was time to go because it was a beautiful day and there were horses and there were people. And... Richard had to force me into the car. Yes, I did. So if you are looking for a great afternoon place to go where there's great beer and a wonderful place to relax and uh, you can actually even go horseback riding there. They do like a deal where you can do some horseback riding and then get a get flight, a flight um, as part of the deal. So if you're looking for a great afternoon with the family or with, you know, your significant other or somebody you want to impress or romantic or just like you said, you know, you just need to get some work done and you or read a book and you want to get away from things and relax. It's just a wonderful place to go visit. Yep. De I, I definitely think this is one of the Best breweries we've been to. Oh, I want to add something. If you're a cyclist, it's definitely worth sort of making where a dock is sort of a destination for a, for a day of cycling. We saw some cyclists when we were there, but, you know, if you're in the D.C. or D.C. Maryland suburbs, uh, it's a good cycle. We were we talked about it on our way up there, and it's kind of uphill most of the way there, but we thought that was fantastic. Like, you work real hard. You go up into the hills. Then you coast home. Have a few beers, lay in the sun, and coast home. <laughs> right. Well, that's another episode of Brew Daddies. Yes, it is. Thanks again to Keith at Weradaka and everybody who helped us out while we were there. They were all really nice. Nice, nice people. And remember, subscribe to us on iTunes Podcasts, Spotify. Give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Oh, yeah. Do that as well. And remember, always drink good beer. See you next time. Ciao.